Hi, I'm John Hickey. Welcome to episode 13 of According to Hickey, a podcast designed to help you get a little bit more out of your day at work and your time at home. For the past couple of weeks, I took a break from podcasting, essentially to improve upon my ability to do a better podcast for everyone. So apologies to those who tune in weekly and were expecting an episode and didn't get one. However, just generally because of a recent trip to Las Vegas for the National Automatic Merchandising Association Convention, which is for vending machines self-checkout kiosks, and office coffee services, and a general desire for me to improve my broadcasting skills and kind of do a reset of the podcast. I've taken a couple weeks off. So thanks for your patience and welcome back to the podcast. This is the first live version of the According to Hickey podcast. The original episodes, the first dozen, were uh, completely scripted, and they were very genuine. However, I wrote out essentially the whole podcast episode, did some research, wrote it down in a notebook. Then I would go back and record the entire episode, and after I was finished recording, then I would come and edit the episode so that you know I'd cut out all the bad parts uh, and re-record some of the some of the parts that need to be re-recorded. And essentially what I was doing was spending probably, oh, the first episode I think took 13 hours for 20 minutes between some education and a bunch of work. So one of the mistakes I made when starting the podcast was that I should have had about half a dozen episodes already in production prior to releasing, and I didn't have any, and I still don't. So... What I needed to do was build up a little bit of a backlog of episodes so that I wouldn't be up against the pressure to come up with an episode every week. And it's a complete side hustle. So what you end up doing is spending three to four hours a night just creating podcast content and then creating the episode and recording. And I was doing it on different days of the week to see how that worked. And naturally, as the weather gets nicer, I'd rather spend some time in the yard, in the backyard or, or out with friends. So I wanted to make sure that I corrected that so that I wouldn't run into podcast burnout. And Shannon Hernandez put out a YouTube video just about podcast burnout, and it's very true. There is a lot of pressure to put together an episode. You know, it does take a few hours. So I've decided to take the podcast live, and that should cut down just on my desire to have everything perfect and prepared and give a better sense of uh, real talk. So I've taken some steps to improve on the podcast. I hope everything uh, stays the same and results get even better than they've been in the past. We've got just a super uh, following and feedback has been great so far. With that said, back to the podcast. So last month uh, we had our ownership offsite meeting, which we do three times a year. And we did it this time just outside of Albany, New York at the Century House, which is a beautiful restaurant and bar, an okay hotel. 
and we rented a nice conference room inside the hotel to have our meeting. We also were able to parlay it with uh, two customer visits, and it was a nice halfway point for my partners and I to catch up without uh, one person driving too long of a distance. Other than the general updates, we went over our 2019 plan, we reviewed our finances, we made some adjustments. The biggest takeaway for me was that my partners asked me to cut back on some of the projects that I have been selling. So I manage all sales and marketing for the business, and I get involved in some of the projects and execution as well. Um, we've got an awesome team. So every time I see a task in an IT-related world, I always feel that my team can handle it pretty well. Our team can practically do anything when it comes to IT operations, marketing, you name it. We really are a true enterprise-level IT department that can support any size business. So naturally, every time a project comes up, of course I say that our team can do it, and they can, and they'll do it really well, and they'll execute exponentially better than most companies would. However, what that does is it kind of creates a uh, side project for our company, and when things are side projects, they tend to fall outside of our standard operating procedures. And what that's been causing for us is just a tug on resources. And even on a tug on resources, what it means is guys are working late to catch up on projects that really should have been done already. Uh, We're falling behind. And I don't always sell those projects profitably because they don't fit into our standard products. So what we end up doing is swagging it when when we make a sales call. So my partners asked me to calm down on taking the side projects. And it's a result of kind of the startup mentality. When we first got out of the gate, I wanted every project. I needed to fill that revenue bucket. I needed to make some money. So every project that came in was really attractive to us, really made sense. And we needed the money. So it made sense just to get a revenue stream. We decided to cut back on offering our social media posting service. Now, while our team does a great job of social media marketing, it's something that kind of needs to be sold to a client every month. You have to come up with a new marketing plan every month. You have to create new content every month. And it really doesn't generate the amount of revenue to support that amount of work that goes into that kind of reselling of the product each month. So we cut back on the social media marketing. And essentially what we did was we refocused the team on just managing our own social media, which they do a great job of. We've also decided to cut back on custom website projects. While custom websites are really in our wheelhouse, it's a huge project and a one-off every time we do so. So we've cut back on that. Not that we've completely taken it off our board, but we've certainly cut back on the amount of projects we're going to take at a time. And the last thing was cutting back on mobile apps. Custom mobile apps are essentially a rat hole that you dive into where you try to do your best to come up with specs for your client and get them to understand essentially what a a statement of work looks like and project scope. And where you end up is just with you get started and scope creep, which for those that are unfamiliar with scope creep, scope creep just means that you're doing work that's outside of what the project was intended for in the first place. So we really cut back on the scope creep 
because we're not doing the mobile app development anymore. Most people want a mobile app, but they don't really know what they want until you give them something and then they want to completely change it or just make a ton of updates. So two things were my takeaways from cutting back on some of our things. I was very relieved. I didn't have to deal with the side projects anymore because essentially when I sold them, I also became responsible for translating that side project from our customer to our team to get done. With our standard products, it's more of a handoff where these guys fall right into a standard operating procedure and our team takes it and runs with it. So it was really relieving for me to not have to be so involved in each project. I was also very much more focused. It was easier for me to explain what we do to clients and potential clients. We have nice four buckets of services that we offer, very clear, and it's easier to sell, easier to pitch to clients. The other takeaway I had was it is really hard for me to pass on an opportunity. For some reason, every time I see someone needing something, it almost flies out of my mouth that we can help them. So I'm really working on that. Uh, something I brought up with my business owners group is that it was difficult for me to turn down any piece of business. I hate turning away opportunities. Every company has some level of an IT budget, and why shouldn't they spend that budget with us? So that's something that I really need to get out of, and even though I'm relieved when I don't have to get into these side projects, I also have a hard time turning them away, especially when they're nice uh, referrals from friends and kind of a, not so much an easy sale, but an easy prospect. So I need to learn how to better communicate our decisions to cut back with our customers. I did a demo just yesterday with a client and while we were doing the demonstration, they asked me about social media posting and how social media marketing can help their business. And while I became very uh, vocal about what they can do to improve their social media presence, how they should be leveraging LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram ads, and which platforms they should be leveraging in different ways, I had a hard time telling them that I was not offering that as a service. Now we could certainly do some consulting and help them get out of their own way and be successful. However, I was not going to be the guy to do their social media posts for them, manage their Facebook ads for them. So that was a little difficult for me and I totally fumbled it on the call. So sometimes the moral here is doing less is doing more, right? So by doing less with our company, our team is able to focus on doing more in the four product lines that we really serve well. No more side stuff to distract us. And I think everyone, when they look at their business, they'll see that there are certain items, whether it's a task during a day, a complete product line, or just a person, right, that can totally sidetrack them and, and distract them. And unless you identify that, you really don't even know. So it was totally in my face that these side projects were being huge distractions to our company, whether it was taking time away from our team, taking time away from other clients, but even more so for myself. There were nights where I was up till midnight working on some of these projects, knowingly that the budget had pretty much already been spent on uh, working for this customer, but we just wanted to go the extra mile and get it done right. 
So even though sometimes these things are in your face, you see them every day. And like I said, that could be a project, a person, you name it, that's distracting you. Sometimes doing less is doing more. And if you did take that distraction out of your life, out of your business, you can certainly achieve more at work. And sometimes it takes your staff, your partners, maybe a customer or a complaint for you to ever even identify that that distraction is taking away so much of your own time or your team's time. A popular saying is that the riches are in the niches. And companies that focus in one niche area seem to do very well, become very standardized and move forward at a faster rate. And I find that to be the case here. Our niche really is in that vending machine and vending kiosk and micro market space. And we find that when we focus in that area, we do quite well. And our projects are, have a higher success rate. We speak the language very well. And we really provide a good service to the clients. So speaking of the vending machine, self-checkout, kiosk, and office coffee service industry, last week I attended the NAMA show at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, it's our primary industry. It's a great niche. And I've got a huge network of people who I've really come to know and they've come to trust me. And we, we've actually got a lot of friends in the marketplace there. So we, we met a lot of our current customers. We made a lot of new customers. We worked with our OpConnect partners there, and we really had a good show. I've been to Vegas so many times in so many different roles that it's become more of an all-business trip for me rather than a uh, lot of work and play trips that most people come to have in Vegas. But uh, we did have a good time. We, we did visit uh, a couple of the casinos. We did have a a couple of parties that we were invited to, thankfully, and it was really cool. One of the most rewarding parts of the trip for me was just as I saw people throughout the show, everyone was telling me that they see my LinkedIn profile, that they follow my feed, that they've listened to this podcast, and it was really rewarding uh, to get some great feedback and a lot of encouragement as well. So that was really cool. Um, and even more so, one of the guys who received an award uh, I went to congratulate him, and he said to me that even though we've only met each other a handful of times over the years, he felt like he knew me his whole life. And this is a guy that's extremely influential in the industry, uh, managing a global business, and uh, it was really encouraging to to get those words of advice from him, words of encouragement, rather, and we spent a little bit of time together, and it was really cool. So definitely the use of social media in a niche marketplace, serving the products that you serve really well is a great platform for expanding your business rather than trying to be everything to everybody. So I'm gonna to continue to work on the withdrawal I receive from not taking on every piece of business that comes my way. And I'm gonna to continue to work on being more selective about the projects that I go after and even uh, sign up for with my team and I think it'll do a great service, not only to my team, but also to our client group, as we'll be able to focus more on our current clients, more on onboarding similar clients, which may have a nice halo effect on everyone. Rather than having 10 different avenues we're heading down, we can head down four straight avenues with extreme focus and a lot of energy 
that can really help all four avenues to grow and thrive, whether you're a customer that sits on there or if you're one of our team members that's doing the work, it's a nice benefit for everybody. It was also really cool just to catch up with our team in Vegas and do some socialization. Getting out with the group is really fun. Uh, we've got a great group of guys, so it's, it's even more rewarding that way. So I hope that the live version of the podcast is as enjoyable as the scripted and recorded version of the podcast, and I hope that you'll keep listening, and I really appreciate your patience as I continue to hone the craft of becoming a better broadcaster, and I promise to continue working on becoming a better broadcaster. I'm sure I will cringe as I listen to this episode and study some of the Uh, mistakes I've made and some of the things that I need to improve upon. However, I'm committed to doing so, committed to getting more episodes out, and I appreciate it very much. Please continue to send me your feedback. Hit techtosuccess.com slash podcast. Send me some emails. Send me some feedback on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, and I will see you next time. Victoria, take us away. Thank you for listening to According to Hickey. We hope you have a better day at work and an even better time at home. Please head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. According to Hickey has been brought to you by Tech to Success. For more on how your business can grow by leveraging technology such as cloud hosting, e-commerce, Office 365, Opt Connect connectivity, website design and internet marketing, visit tech2success.com. Please connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For these links and for show notes, previous episodes, and more information on the podcast, please visit tech2success.com slash podcast. Please join us next time for another episode of According to Hickey.